So now, folks, if you're listening out there in uh, Radioland, we have another young man from our area, Martin Hayes, from Tomb Graney. Good morning, Martin. How are you? I'm well, thank you. You might want to strike the young, though. I just turned 60. Oh, for God's sake. But you listen, to me, everyone's young, Martin. Is that still young? Is it 60? <laughs> well, in my 70? book, it's young. <laughs> yeah, dude, it, it, you, <laughs> okay. you are a Tomb Graney man, am I right? I yes. Died in the world. Okay. I was born in Scarif opposite PJ Maxx. Right. Technically. Okay. Right. But but you, And then we moved two years later to Tomb Graney. And you consider yourself a Tomb Graney man? Yes. Okay. Would, yes. Okay. <laughs> Martin, you have been away from Tomb Graney for a good few years now and you have moved to Munich in Germany, isn't that right? Correct, yeah. We moved to uh, Munich in two thousand and eight. Um, before that, I'd spent eight years in, well, before that, I'd spent eight years in Ireland. Yeah. And before that, four years in Munich as well. Okay. Um, and eight years in Australia. Oh, you were in Australia for... for the rest of the time in Ireland. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, Martin, um, what was it work that you, that enticed you to Munich? Um, yes, yes and no. Um, I had been working with uh, a German company, a few German companies in Munich since 1996. And uh, I worked there for four years in Munich, 96 to 2000. And uh, then Cheryl, my wife, uh, my now wife, um, moved. we moved to Ireland in 2000. We stayed there for 2008. But for those eight years, I was traveling every month at least to Germany and then from Germany perhaps somewhere else in the world. Right. And um, we had a cunning plan that if we moved as a family to Germany, I'd get to spend more time with the family. <laughs> Did that work out? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> the best laid plans. Not for about seven not for about seven years in a way. The best laid plans of mice and men. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I uh, yeah, they once they had me once the company had me in Germany, they sent me really all over the world. Good lord. They got their value from and, you. Uh, they did. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so we, Mark we, I we presume two thousand and no, I just I was wondering there. I presume that you've spent so much time in Germany now that you're a fluent German speaker, are you? My children would disagree. Oh, about, would they? Well, no, they they agree totally with the fluency. Yeah. But the uh, the uh, accuracy, and I apparently have uh, the strongest Irish accent coming through my German. But you why not? But. It doesn't bother me. I see that as somebody else's problem. Absolutely. It's a difficult enough language, I think, isn't it? Well, for those of us who don't know it anyway. but uh, I think it's very different, you know, because it's not a Latin language. Yes, it's not Latin-based. We have some experience from English. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Martin, Munich, tell us about the city of Munich. It really is a, uh, a lovely city, and I would separate it from all of our cities uh, in Germany and the province, uh, Bavaria. Yeah. Um, it's uh, right close to the Alps, and you literally are a, a, an hour's drive from 
Austria and onwards down to Italy and uh, this wonderful access and the Germans, at least in Bavaria, they've taken a, you know, all lakes, you can go to all lakes, they're all free. There's no, very few lakes are, are um, uh, built up around so that, you know, there are private beaches to those lakes or, um, and they have wonderful forests and access, yes. and cycle paths and mm. Sounds yeah, lovely. So from for an outdoor life perspective, it's fantastic. Yeah, I presume if you're that near the Alps, there's a lot of skiing. There is a, a lot of skiing. We try to get away every year to to ski, and uh, yeah, we're it's been last two years, of course. Last time we were skiing, now is just two years ago because of COVID. COVID, yeah. But uh, and what will happen this year, Martin? Still. Well, restrictions. It's there's all restri- restrictions in Austria, and uh, the thing is, it's changing. Like Italy, just today, uh, introduced a PCR test on on top of what they call two G here, which is impfed or genesen, uh, so double vaccinated or recovered. Right. That's not enough now. As of today, they introduced a PCR test just to travel into the country. Right. So at a moment's notice, they can. They'll, they'll change the rules here. Numbers are rising. Yeah. So we've been afraid to book anything. And yeah. we'll just uh, have to see how it goes. I think it's looking a little like that everywhere, really, isn't it? I mean, we it haven't is, got yeah. the... I mean, we had our plans to... Yeah, we planned to come to Ireland this year. Uh, we, we've been coming... The last seven years, we've come to Ireland every Christmas. Ah. Oh. And uh, we planned uh, to do so this year and... Yeah, we have a daughter in university in England at the moment. Right. And uh, we had a cunning plan to drive to England, pick her up and head west. Another cunning plan. uh, But uh, yeah, Yeah. anyway, it all fragmented and fell apart and I called it off by October already. I'm so glad I did now because what I was anticipating has become way worse in terms of restrictions. Yeah. Yeah. Will she get home for Christmas? Uh, she, we sprung her from her university accommodation today. Literally, she got out of Dodge uh, two days early and moved down to London because she was. They were falling like flies. Right. Um, uh, all the people getting the Omicron, and yeah. she didn't want to be locked down over Christmas. Yeah. So she won't be. Will she be able to travel home? We're, we're hoping, hoping so. so. Our flight yeah. has a flight booked for her Monday. Okay. So, Martin, so I know you might you've just spent, make it. Yeah. I know you've spent a lot of your Christmases in Ireland, but what is Christmas in Munich like? I'm sure it must be lovely. I mean, I have romantic notions of Christmas markets and all of that sort of thing when I think of Germany and Christmas. They are. There's a huge amount of tradition that has sort of, they've held on to it. You know, it's such a modern country that it's surprising, really. Maybe it's just in Byron, but they, they hold on to a lot of these old traditions. And you're drinking what they call glue wine, warm to mulled wine. Yeah. Uh, around these Christmas markets has just been a, yeah, it just still continues, you know. And the, and the, the Christmas markets, I found the central ones, which are the ones that, uh, you know, attract the, the largest crowds in that. They've become a bit chintzy, you know, selling cheap stuff. Um, right. Yeah. You know, just 
plastic glints, you know, ah, but there yeah. are some of the older markets. There's one called the medieval Christmas market, and they they yeah, they have a totally different approach to it. And, uh, yeah, it's really fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Something uh, you would go out and do. Yeah, and it's a very interesting city too, I believe. The city itself is interesting. It is. It has a lot of museums and... Uh, and uh, art museums and uh, cultural museums. And, uh, yeah, it's there's one right beside us. Uh, it's the, 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 it's an actually airplane or... Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. A flight museum. It's part of the Deutsches Museum, the Central uh, Technical uh, Museum of uh, Munich. But they have a branch out beside us. We live just slightly outside of Munich. Um, about eight minutes drive into town um, in Oberschleißheim, and Oberschleißheim was the the sort of headquarters of the Luftwaffe in uh, in Bayern right. um, for the Second World War. Okay, and uh, the whole area got bombed, so they they turned the old airport then into a museum. Right, and, uh, a lot of a lot of history around you then. A lot of history, yeah. Mm. Absolutely. Uh, Martin, there's three palaces right beside that. Uh, three, three palaces? Is that what you said? Yeah, three or castles or okay. palaces. They're right. not defensive castles. They're great houses or whatever you'd call them. Yeah. Um, Schloss Schleißheim. And uh, you can go in and visit them and uh, walk around them. And we, they have a 60-hectare garden then with canals whatever that ice over in the winter and you can go skating on them that's, oh. that's right our back door we go walking there every day oh that sounds lovely that sounds lovely so Martin then what's to miss about Ireland at Christmas if you have all those things on your doorstep at the bottom of your garden family oh it's I know always, I didn't I was away. excluding family but apart from family of course <laughs> you miss your family yeah what, what, what well, are the things um, when you think about Ireland that you miss well, what I we used to, we've always loved going home at Christmas, and uh, especially the, I will say the, going out to pubs on Christmas Eve, and yeah. you know, Scarf is such a place. And Mamie's changed quite a bit, but at one stage you would, you could count on, on one hand or a few fingers of one hand, those people that hadn't travelled somewhere else. Yeah, at some stage. We used to go to Jacko's 20, 30 years ago, uh, Jack and Maloney's. And, yeah. And uh, around Christmas time, Christmas Eve, maybe even Christmas morning when you weren't supposed to be there. Yeah. Um, there'd be calls coming in from, you know, uh, all around the world to those that couldn't make it. Yeah. And those yeah. that could make it would all be there as well. You know? Yeah. Do, do you think that has changed now a lot. Yeah. Do you think it's like that for all the everybody, all the races of the world, that they all feel this fierce nya for home at Christmas? Or are, are we particularly home birds? I I would say that we're, it's more that we're not home birds. There's so, yeah. such a high proportion of young people. Uh, I don't know, is it still the same now? You know, anybody that's 60 years old looking back is using rose-tinted glasses of one form or another. Yeah. But at my when I was a young man, um, 
we were, I mean, what was it, Garth Fitzgerald got Exporter of the Year award for exporting young people. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they all had to leave and go and get jobs, you know. Yeah, well, the, the, that was and, a necessity, uh, wasn't it, at that time? There was nothing to be had in Ireland, yeah. not even college courses, I think. Exactly, yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that's changed drastically. Um, I imagine it is. There's such opportunity now in Ireland. Um, yeah, well, it's so hard. And, to... and so as a result, I would say that at that time, at least, or at least my generation, probably looked back to that as, as well, you know, this, your parents, of course, my parents were for a long time, uh, the major magnet for all of us. Yeah, you know, to, to yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I mean, young people are traveling now a lot, but it's by choice. I think more than of necessity. At least yes, that's my feeling about it. Yeah. Um, and this old COVID, of course, has put a damper on everything, though, uh, because yeah. you know it really is. Has it affected your your business, Martin, or your job, or uh, your, yes, yeah, has yes, it? Uh, uh, yeah. tremendously. So our customers are. Uh, very often government agencies, right? and um, they have pulled in, cut budgets, um, and just focused on being able to pay their, uh, you know, their staff. All budgets have been cut in all governments to help uh, to redirect the money towards COVID relief. And yeah, so we've been drastically hit, and uh, we're just trying to work through it. Right. Sorry, may I ask, what is your business? What area are you in? It's, uh, we're in a sort of a security business, right? Um, okay. In telecommunications, yeah, and we yeah. deal with government agencies. Yeah. So, Martin, if some young person was asking your advice about going abroad, <laughs> would you would you advise them? To I'd go tell to... them they've made their first mistake. What's that? <laughs> to ask, to ask for your advice. advice. <laughs> I know you're fairly experienced. Would you advise them to go to Germany? Yes, I would. Would yes. you? Good yeah. country? Uh, there's great opportunities, uh, you know, for work, yeah. I would say, definitely. Okay. There's great opportunities and uh, conditions, work conditions are are very good. You know, say the standard would be six weeks still, holidays, discretionary leave as opposed to I think about four, four and a half in Ireland. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, great health support, health um, insurance, and that. Yeah, and and do you feel that? And that... it's great interest. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do you feel that Munich is home for you now? Uh, I know yes, it is at the moment. To, yes, to yeah. a huge extent. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. and. Um, I know that uh, that you you miss Tungreni and you'll miss your family and you'll miss all the all the little small things that we do here uh, that make it so special. I think around Christmas, um, but if yeah. there's one thing that you would like to wish to the people of Tungreni or Ireland or whatever, what would you say to them? <laughs> but that's a very vague question. Perhaps I didn't put one. it very well. But, you know, no, uh, um, I suppose I've never been in a position to wish an audience anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are now. Um, 
You are now, so so. Yes, uh, but I'm on the spot. I'm like I'm like uh, Sean Kelly. Do you know Sean Kelly, the uh, famous Irish cyclist from about oh, yes, 30, yes, 40 years yes, ago? I do. Yep, yeah, yeah. He was interviewed on uh, radio once, and uh, well, several times, and uh, he was asked a question. And the interviewer said, "Your silence, you know." For the benefit of those listening to us on radio, Sean just nodded his head. <laughs> it was pretty typical of the man now, in right, fairness. So I, <laughs> but, I, you I know, feel a bit like that. Ah, not at all. I wish them all well. And you I, do. Uh, and have you a message for your family? Oh, I of course you have. Are they listening? Maybe they are. Oh, they will be. I'll have them all on Red and <laughs> I, I got to Saturday. see them all. I got to see all my siblings. Uh, well, except for Kevin. Kevin's in America. Um, and uh, I got to see them all about three or four weeks ago. Oh. I had to come home for some work. Right. Yeah, it was my first trip in 21 months, I think. Good Lord. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, Tomb Greeny is... Uh, so I wish them all well. Yeah. Uh, Tomb Graney, there's a very vibrant um, development committee in Tomb Graney and Tomb Graney is looking very well, as you probably saw when you came home and uh, is, is vibrant. Oh, absolutely, yes. Yeah. 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 Martin, you've chosen a piece of music. Uh, it's by Van Morrison. Do yes. you want to tell us about it and why? Um, I chose it uh, because... We've recently just uh, we found that uh, movie, the documentary, The Long Journey Home. Yeah. Van Morrison has been, I've been a fan of his for forever. Yeah. And, uh, but I had never heard him sing that Shenandoah. And we heard it on The Long Journey Home. And uh, it wasn't for any nostalgic reasons or anything like that, or that I feel like uh, one of the immigrants portrayed in, in the. Uh, Long journey home, but I think he's just a he's a great singer. Great, great singer, artist. it is. And I hadn't mentioned your wife, Cheryl, and your two daughters. Sure. You have, isn't it? No, no, no. A daughter, daughter and, and a son. son. Sorry. So it's yeah. Emily and Emily and Ethan. Emily and Ethan and Cheryl and Martin. I hope you have a wonderful Christmas yeah. in Munich, and please God, next year you'll be in Jacko's again. <laughs> I hope I will. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on Scarf Bay Community thank, Radio. And thank and you very much. God bless now. Bye bye, Martin. Smell it.